the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Spain. With me today, we have Mark Fletcher, who heads up uh, Ring, uh, which is uh, the company, I guess, most well-known for doorbells, but doing doing a bit more than doorbells, right, Mark? That's right. Thank you for having me, Paul. Yeah. Oh, that's good. We'll be de- definitely keen to dive in and hear a bit more about Ring um, during during the episode. And uh, you know, of course, Ring was was acquired by uh, Amazon last year, and yeah, certainly uh, uh, lots lots happening uh, on the Ring front. So it'd be great to dive in and chat about that. Um, before before we get to that, uh, Lime scooters have been in the the news again here uh, in New Zealand. But I know in Sydney, Lime haven't launched any e scooters yet, right? You've uh, you've got the lime bikes on the uh, on the roads yeah lime bikes yes yeah you know, the the green and the fluoro fluorescent green i see around uh see in my street and uh, yep. around the uh certain suburbs yeah you know they are definitely around and probably will be around for a while yeah so you you see a lot of a lot of them they've they've um you know really um, seem to be doing pretty well in terms of their, their usage. Yeah, I, I haven't tried one myself. I must get my hands on one of them. But I do see, I see them. You know, they're definitely on the footpath. They're, you know, they're in a, in a, you know, in, a, in an area that is well, you know, maintained. Usually, you think that these bikes are just everywhere, but yeah. it seems like they've. They've, they understand the street, you know, the way that they've done it is, is really well presented. You're seeing people, you know, they're dropping them at certain spots, you know, yep. and they're picking, you know, someone must be doing something in the background because, yeah, you yeah. know, you see something's going on because they're all nice and neat at 7 a.m. in the morning. That's right. Yeah. So they seem to have followed, from what I can tell, they've similar followed, um, you know, a somewhat similar model between the, the e-scooters and the, and the Lime bikes, which are, um, you know, they're an e cycle aren't they so they you know they they're uh, they're a, a powered um, you know or power assist um, bicycle um, but they, they go with um, this my understanding of it anyway and you know I haven't um, um, you know had a had a close look at them but um, I think that they use the the dockless model there isn't somewhere where you see a whole stack of them plugged into anything right in a in a particular cycle stand which some of the e-bike companies uh, do I, you know I've certainly noticed that in the US where you know you have to take your bike from a certain place and return it to a certain place which obviously isn't really convenient in a no. lot in a lot of cases you you know you just want to go from A to B without being told where A or or, or B is so um, the idea of the dockless bikes, which is uh, much like the, the, the scooters that we see in New Zealand, means that they have their, um, uh, what do they call them, the juices, the people that go and pick them up and uh, uh, go and plug them in to, <laughs> to get charged up. Oh, right, so they're coming around so, at evening or something. Yeah, and, uh, and then they put them back at, at whatever locations <laughs> that they're, uh, you know, they're, re- they're requested to do so. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a very, very, uh, you know, very similar across uh, you know both 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 of their offerings in those cases, uh, but of course putting putting out electric bikes is uh, um, you know in, in in some locations anyway is probably from a regulatory issues perspective is probably uh, a, you know a fair bit easier than some of the uh, the e scooters, and the the issues that we've been having locally are around uh, e scooters that lock up and people go you know go flying when something goes wrong and uh, yeah I guess there's there's probably some uh, 
challenges there in terms of just you know how hackable are these uh, devices because you know um, any 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 new gadget that you put sort of tech into uh, has a level of uh, a risk to it which is what we've seen uh, but we have been told here in Auckland uh, that the Lime scooters are, uh, are sort of you know tentatively uh, going to be back on the on the uh, well, on the footpaths and other locations, uh, as as of mid this week. So uh, it seems seems like that they've they've ticked the boxes in terms of uh, you know keeping uh, local council, local government, uh, you know, happy with their uh, the, the changes that they've put in place. Uh, part of that is apparently they need to report back to uh, to Auckland Council, and I imagine we'll see similar things uh, around the rest of the country. Uh, is if they have serious safety incidents anywhere in the world, they've got 48 hours in which to report back. So I guess it's uh, there's a de- degree to which all of these new technologies we're seeing, it's still a bit of a, um, I don't know, Wild West is probably uh, too extreme uh, terminology to use, but you know, it, it takes a while for legislation to catch up, doesn't it, with, with all, the, all the technology innovations that, that, that keep happening. Yeah, I agree. You know, but it's good that the councils, you know, are looking at these technologies. They're, they're you know, their their eyes are open to seeing, you know, we we need to address these. But yes, legislation is going to take further time. But let's let's experiment. Let's see mm. what's going to happen. You know, and hopefully, you know, safety is definitely number one. You know, we need to take that into uh, perspective. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I think it's great that they are taking this on board. And you know, and hopefully, uh, yeah, the legislation will take up. Mm, mm. Um, part of apparently what Lime are going to do locally is they're going to be uh, ex- doing uh, um, mechanical inspections of every scooter once a week. Yeah, I, do, I don't know quite what that what that looks like. Uh, their 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 HQ base is, is only a you know well not too many blocks from here, so uh, I imagine they'll just be doing that at uh, that that location. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly left me concerned when you you come across people having accidents and mm. um, yeah p- potentially live lives being at uh, being being at risk um yeah it kind of takes these cyber security things to the next level when uh, you know it's, it's not just some some uh, some data that's at risk but uh, but lives being at risk so yeah hopefully the the results of that are, uh, are pretty good and it's going to be curious to see whether uh, whether they're moving to doing the bikes in new, in new zealand as well but you know from from what i hear they seem to be doing reasonably well in, in sydney and other places so. they're everywhere so i i'm surprised that the scooters are coming out first before the bikes you know mm-hmm. people are people know how to ride a bike before they ride a scooter wouldn't <laughs> yeah. they well, i don't know you know i only rode a scooter when i was a little kid yeah yeah you know, so it'd be interesting to get back onto a scooter yeah um yep but uh, the bikes, yeah, you know, I think they're pretty good. They're self-assisted, you know, get you fit, keep you fit. And, um, you know, they've got the solar panel, I think, at the back as well to help the, the charge. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, they, uh, I think they'll definitely come, come on board as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Mobile World Congress uh, was last week, and we, we, we talked about some of, the, uh, some of those things uh, on, on the podcast. Um, one that we didn't dive into uh, was Oppo's new, uh, new phone. Um, we'd, we'd had a little bit of information sent, uh, sent through on it. 
um, but I didn't sort of have a chance to really read up on what this was all about, other than this, you know, the, the headline was the first thing that caught me, which is it's a uh, a phone with a ten times zoom camera, um, and that's that's uh, due to due to be launching um, in the in the in the next um, next little little while. So it's not you know not not far off from what I hear. Um, so you know next next couple of months or so. Um, was my understanding of it, um, but yeah, ten ten times zoom. That kind of is is next next level in terms of right. a camera that just uh, you know sits away comfortably in your pocket. And I think it is you know it, it's it's fair to say that that a, a reasonable zoom capability is is a thing that over the years smartphones haven't had, and we've sort of started to see. A level of zoom with you know two times zoom now coming in iPhones and and varying uh, you know Android handsets Huawei with a three times zoom but yeah going to a ten times uh, zoom as well as they can they can fill in all the zoom points in between which supposedly they can across the uh, I think it's three different uh, three different uh, lenses then uh, that that will uh, certainly make your uh, your camera and your phone pretty handy for a you know a raft more uh, circumstances <laughs> i'd be interested to see you know holding the the camera you know at the 10x zoom you know how steady you have to be <laughs> exactly you know, how, yeah. when you go into the detail of something you know 10 you'd, times you'd zoom. expect you probably need a tripod for it to be <laughs> to be a whole lot of use right because yeah you whenever you you're zoomed in a lot with any, any sort of camera yeah, at a distance, at, at, you know, a millimeter meter yeah. of movement is sort of, you know, uh, a, a huge amount at, at the other end. So that yeah, that's certainly going to be going to be a challenge. You know, I guess we've seen um, yeah image stabilization systems on uh, on phones and you know and cameras in the past, but yeah, one that the one that could help with with a shaky hand at a ten times zoom is. Uh, um, yeah, would that 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 would be a a pretty big technological challenge. Now, the other thing I read around this is that, in a traditional sense, it's not quite a ten times zoom, in that it's based on the fact that it's um, uh, its cameras go from a, they're talking a um, a sixteen uh, millimeter range to a hundred and sixty millimeter, and you know I guess that. Um, uh, sixteen is a is a you know is quite a wide angle when yeah. you you know you if you were thinking of a thirty five millimeter uh, camera well a ten times zoom on that you know three hundred and fifty millimeters and they they're not uh, they're not even going you know halfway in those regards so it's not it's not quite what you might expect if you've got a you know a normal camera that will do it yeah uh, you know a, a, an equivalent of a ten times um, zoom but it, it's still uh, still pretty impressive across the uh, uh, the three cameras certainly reading the specifications. I guess we'll see the reality once uh, once it hits the market. But just puts uh, puts more pressure, I suppose, on uh, on on Apple and Samsung, who are already under uh, under some pressure. You know, from what I see from uh, uh, Huawei uh, with uh, with their phones, uh, which have sort of really moved from being. Uh, uh, you know, I guess trying to emulate what uh, what Apple and Samsung were doing now to where uh, you know at, at times they're uh, they're leading, and uh, you know I guess that that will will be uh, something that becomes more and more common from uh, Chinese firms to try and position themselves uh, in front rather than rather than just following. But uh, it's, it's not 
not uh, not going to make life quite so easy, I guess, for the for the biggest players. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. You know, I think they had to probably have a point of difference. You know, and that was probably something that the other guys just really didn't think of. You know, mm. and so let's go with the. You know, there are a lot of people. You know, you, you use your camera, for, you use your your phone. Sorry, probably most of the time. Yes, apart from calling. Yeah. You know, let's try and focus in that area. Yeah. More, and that's what they've done. It's yeah. Great. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it, it it certainly the because the other thing that happened at Mobile World Congress. Uh, was we saw all these foldable or you know bend, bending mm-hmm. bending phones and the, you know there was a you know the one we saw at uh, CES which is where you and I met um, w- you know which was the first uh, foldable phone that was there the FlexPi uh, but you know we saw Samsung and Huawei I think Oppo I don't know how many others there were that did these uh, phones that, that that folded I think there's one which is a uh, more standard size phone that folds to be kind of half its half its usual size, uh, you know. So a whole, you know, whole raft of that. Um, I do I do wonder whether the ten times zoom is a little bit like the category though of the foldable phone, which is does anybody really need it? Is it that important, or is it something that you do in order to get uh, you know to get that attention, yeah, to get everybody sure. talking about, uh, or to get that you know that uh, I wouldn't call it free publicity because it costs them a lot to develop these things, but uh, um, yeah, you know so we certainly see that in the in the tech field, uh, and you know. It's, it's, you sort of relate to maybe some of these things to the the 3D TV, right? It's sort of, you know, did anybody ever really need it? Do we want it? No, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of uh, kind of disappeared. But it was certainly something that every TV manufacturer uh, thought was was important and they had, that they had to have for you know certainly a you know window of a, a, a few years. Mm, I still got my glasses. And so, how how often do you put them on? Have you ever yeah, <laughs> worn them in the last year? <laughs> I think I gave them to the kids. Uh, those three D glasses they yeah. came in the uh, in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Uh, but that, yeah, you know, I guess that's a, that's the nature of uh, you know technology. Sometimes things that we don't think are going to be important actually become you know really really important and very very popular. Uh, and sometimes it's uh, yeah, sometimes things that you think will be uh, will be popular, uh, you know, just just don't get, gain any uh, traction. Uh, and the other thing this year at Mobile World Congress was uh, the the advent of uh, 5G phones and that that is an area and you know I think it's you know fair to say I do like to make uh, fun of Australia's uh, broadband at times but um, Australia seems to be moving a little bit ahead of New Zealand on the 5G uh, mobile uh, front that that's all uh, you know starting or you know mobile networks sort of starting to uh, roll out in Australia on a 5G front whereas uh, it's not, not quite clear what we'll actually see in those regards in, in New Zealand in, in part because uh, we're waiting on uh, the the spectrum or spectrum to free up and that happens in 2022 and, and then you know we'll be uh, available at that time for um, uh, for, for auction um, but it seemed as though uh, Mobile World Congress was was certainly the, the place for uh, you know a, a, a bunch of um, uh, mobile handset announcements 
from the likes of LG, uh, Samsung with a Galaxy S10 with a 5G variant, um, Huawei, um, Oppo, ZTE, OnePlus. So there's a whole raft of them coming up with these uh, uh, these new phones. So um, you know, I guess the the 5G networks will be. Um, you know, more useful than just for uh, those that are wanting to get an internet connection to their house, which seems to have been the the sort of uh, the, the first use for uh, for 5G. Are you hearing much in the media around 5G in in Australia? Is it um, um, a little bit? I think yeah. that it, it really is early early days. You know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think Australia's always. You know, we've been still talking about the national broadband network, <laughs> so you know, rolling that out. <laughs> Um, so that's still, I think that's coming on along nicely. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how NBN versus 5G, you know, even though we, we're behind in that. Yeah. You know, yeah. How, how, you know, people are just starting to get, you know, broadband network in their house, but then, you know, things are going to come, you know, 5G. It'll be, it'll be an interesting, you know, next few years definitely will be interesting and in how the telco is going to handle this. You know, will 5G compete with NBN? Mm. You know, mm. In the house, or you know, is five G only outside? It'll be interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I think, and and that's where sort of Australia versus New Zealand, you know, probably very very, very different. And um, you know, mo- most yeah, probably in most in most circumstances, still having a you know fixed connection will uh, you know will, will suit. But in a market like Australia, where you know the NBN is, is you know delivers considerably slower speeds to what we see here in New Zealand, then. Um, you know, may, maybe that will be it'll be quite different. So, uh, yeah, kind of kind of interested to see how that uh, how that play plays out. Um, now, one thing that uh, on a on a different note is interesting is that trade me here in New Zealand um, hitting twenty years, which is uh, is, is pretty uh, pretty pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I, I certainly didn't didn't notice that one uh, um, creeping along. But uh, yeah, they they launched in uh, March uh, nineteen ninety nine. I think they were about uh, about four and a half years after eBay set up in the states, and uh, Sam Morgan had been uh, you know following varying things going on in the in the US. Saw there was a need in in New Zealand, and uh, went went ahead and uh, and and launched trade me and yeah of course uh, there's a there's a lot that's happened since then and uh, um, you know it was bought by uh, Fairfax for uh, what something three quarters of a billion dollars uh, and has and has gone through varying stages but still seems to be going uh, pretty strong here I guess in Australia eBay is is sort of the the dominant uh, player in that auction um, space isn't it's Still, because they seem to, you know, they catered well to the Australian market from from what I could see. Whereas, um, yeah, Trade Me kind of got that dominance before uh, eBay was able to, you know, move into the New Zealand market properly. Mm, that, it's amazing how Trade Me has done so well, um, you know, and then being around for such a long time is brilliant. You know, mm. they've really kept a kept a, um, you know, from a, from a marketplace in New Zealand. They've they've kept number one position. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and look, there were uh, there were a number of competitors that could have come into the market, and uh, I mean, over the years, there have been lots of people that have talked about, wow, 
you know, let's try and take uh, let's try and tr- take trade me on. And you know they've they've generally uh, you know had no idea what they need to do to you know to compete with trade me. Uh, there were some players that you know maybe had had a had a scale of um, you know that that would help them to compete. And in the early days when trade me started, there was um, an online or no, I think it was a physical um, you know little uh, classifieds type paper called Trade and Exchange, which also had a website that had you know the same information ultimately went online in a I think in a delayed uh, delayed fashion uh, they they were the player that kind of owned you know owned that space before uh, before trade me uh, in terms of helping people sell their secondhand bits and pieces to to others in that uh, you know person to person type manner mm. or peer to peer type manner um, but you know they were very much the old school and uh, and they were really completely disrupted by trade me and because they didn't keep their eye on the ball and I, you know I think there probably was a window of time for you know I, I don't know how how long it would have lasted maybe the first two or three years of trade me where there's somebody else uh, potentially still could have come in and done done well in that space. Um, but it you know it didn't happen, and uh, you know eBay I guess had lots of other things to focus on and other markets to focus on, and yeah, by the time they got to New Zealand, Trade Me was uh, uh, was just doing doing well. I'm I'm kind of curious whether uh, they will be able to compete with Facebook if Facebook gets very serious about the. Uh, uh, you know this type of commerce because of course you've got the the marketplace type uh, stuff on on Facebook and people are advertising all sorts of uh, secondhand goods. I don't know if that's something that you you've noticed much of, but it, you know, it's certainly very uh, very evident. Some of these uh, the you know these uh, um, you know marketplace type groups and so on on uh, on Facebook they do seem to be you know very much down the sort of wild west type track there's no way of sort of you know rating somebody as a good seller or a good buyer or uh, anything like that it's uh, it's kind of you know very uh, very loose uh, but there's no you know Facebook have certainly got the the scale in terms of audience and they've got the money they could invest into uh uh, into that technology to, uh, to you know to do something to compete with uh, with with trade me. Yeah, I, I I agree. You know they do definitely have the members. Yeah. Um, so you know there there is an opportunity for there. They've you know they've been dabbling in it a bit. You know mm. how serious are they? That will be interesting to see. Mm. You know mm. this year. Um, you know, in you know, in Australia, you know, of course, you know, yes, eBay has been dominant, and got Amazon as well. Um, you know, I think even Catch as well. So there's there's yeah. quite a few players in the mm. market now. So there's mm. room for growth for, you know, Facebook want to come out and build their own as well. There's, you know, I'm sure, you know, it, d- depending on the demographic, I think there's it'd yeah. be interested to see um, how mm. how all these play out in the marketplaces. Yeah. So, how is Amazon going in Australia? We, you know, we see it from from a distance here in New Zealand. Um, certainly, the initial press around Amazon didn't, you know, didn't suggest that their 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 kind of initial entry into the Australian market, uh, you know, was you know shattering. But uh, you know, I guess uh, uh, you know a brand as big as Amazon will just keep investing into the into the market, and they will build and grow their their brand. You know, you are you uh, are you seeing a lot of them? Are they, I mean, 
I know when you when you look for Ring product in the US, for instance, yep. uh, you know Amazon, uh, uh, you know, is one of the the first places that's going to come up as to where you can buy it from, as well as directly through um, you know your own retail uh, store. Is that uh, you know similar in Australia that they're quite a quite an important channel for you? Yeah, it's very important for us. You know, um, yeah, we're definitely seeing the growth now coming through. Um, you know, people's habits are starting to change. It's all about people's habits, and I think that's going to take a long time, you know, and I think, uh, you know, and I think that's great about Amazon is that, you know, they're prepared to, underst- you know, they understand people very well. Um, that's how been successful they have been. So, um, you know, once the, you know, buying habits you know I, I have to say my habits have changed yeah you know yeah. in buying you know do I need to you know if something I want like a, a consumer product hey I might as well just go to Amazon you know you know I love to read the reviews um, you know and so you know you get trusted reviews it's fantastic and then you know you can get the, the next day delivery yeah. it's brilliant yeah. yeah sometimes same day yeah <laughs> yeah so you're seeing sometimes same day deliveries and I have I actually use it the next day but I have yeah. you know wow. you know with Amazon Prime brilliant yeah yeah you know so um, yeah I think uh, you know with the ring products you know yeah we're definitely seeing mm. you know um, you know an uplift in uh, the sell through you know so it sounds like people are starting to take more of that online mm. And and if you sort of take off your uh, your ring uh, your ring hat and think about it as a you know as an Australian and think of a you know big international you know uh, company coming into Australia, do, does it sort of worry you what the you know the impact could be on on local retailers? Was it really up to you know because I think of the same in New Zealand you know. Our, our local entities, if they if they want to compete with these big players, they have to innovate and they have to do a you know deliver yeah. an offering that's competitive, right? And that and that's probably why Amazon comes in and does so well. As often our uh, local uh, retailers maybe a, a, you know get a little little bit too relaxed and uh, don't quite realise what they've got to compete with. Yeah, I think as well, you know, Amazon, yeah, it is an, a very large organisation and it does kind of tell the retailers, you know, yeah, you do need to innovate. Um, you know, they're bringing in employment as well, which is fantastic, for, you know, for the economy. Um, I think, um, you know, I've seen I've seen in the US, you know, that large organisations have actually partnered with Amazon. So, you know, have actually joined forces together, which is mm. fantastic. Mm. And, you know, and, and, the, and the end result is just, you know, want to benefit the end consumer, mm. you know, and, mm. you know, make sure that this person, you know, get what, you know, what is required, what they want, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, I think it's brilliant. You know, yeah. I'm really, uh, I'm really, I yes, I was very open. I think everyone yeah. was yeah. open when they were yeah. coming because everyone knew the name. They just wanted to, um, you know, come in, but you know, and uh, you know, it's just going to take some time. You yeah. know, and that's what yeah. we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, from from that perspective of, because um, how long have you been with Ring now? You were there before the Amazon, yeah, sixteen position, right? September sixteen, yeah. I think yeah. uh, we launched yeah. uh, in Australia and New Zealand. And has that made a big change to to the company? Because it's still run as a, as yeah, a separate they've business. Been it's owned by Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, Amazon owns a lot of organisations. They're really they've been fantastic in leave, letting us, you know, focus on what we're doing. You know, creating, you know, safe neighbourhoods. Um, 
you know, reducing crime and keeping our mission intact, which is brilliant. You know, mm. just let us do, you know, uh, work on the products, work on the, you know, the software and develop and ensure that, you know, yeah, you know, uh, that we continue, you know, driving, you know, our mission out to, you know, globally, you know, mm. anywhere, you know. So it's been brilliant. Yeah. They've, yep. they've really left us alone, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was interesting at um, at CES. The uh, ring stand was right next to what was the stand you were next uh, to? Amazon was, Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was obviously sort of a you know um, some sort of you know collaborations uh, yeah. and, and things that are going on there with with Amazon owned uh, en- entities. But, yeah, you know you haven't been sort of rebranded as you know. Amazon doorbell and this and, and that's no, no. on and uh, you no. know they, they, they yeah. seem to be allowing the business to uh, you know to operate um, yeah quite you know standalone where appropriate but obviously drawing in um, on the bigger resources where where necessary that's too. exactly right you know yeah. it's great to have such a an organisation where they do have the bandwidth they do have the resource and we can bring them in when need to mm. you know mm. so the scale is there for us yeah yeah. Um, and so, in, in terms of products uh, that are that are changing, we've got here the uh, the new Ring stick up cam, which was announced. Uh, you know, I think probably around that CES uh, time frame. That's arrived here in New Zealand. It's available sort of in a wired and and wireless type uh, format. So you've got the uh, the floodlight cams and you know the um, the original sort of doorbells of which there's now how many different ring doorbell models are there? There must be sort of four or five or something. There's a yeah, we've got the original doorbell which yeah. we've kept into the market because it's been so popular. Yeah, um, and so that's available at a lower cost. To make, yeah, yeah, you know, so we're really happy the ring doorbell keeping that going. Then we've got the ring doorbell two, yeah, um, which has got the replaceable, uh, the interchangeable battery and the 1080p resolution. Um, and then we've got the Ring Pro, which is the hardwired version. And then we've got the professionally installed one, which is the uh, Ring Elite, um, which is the power over Ethernet one. Yeah, and yeah. So, so absolute sort of stability yeah. and so on there. Yeah. yeah, so, and then, yeah, so that, that and then we're coming out, actually, um, we'll be coming out this year with our, uh, the Ring Door Viewer, so that will be... Um, uh, for apartments, yeah, right. So that go, that sort of goes in in place of where you'd usually have the little the, hole the, the and peephole to, yep. to peep through it, to yep. peep through and see, you know, who's 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 right outside. So, um, yeah, that's that's quite an interesting. Um, yeah, we believe nobody else has done anything quite quite like that. Yeah, it's it, again, it's a DIY. There's that, you know, the difference with this one, of course, is yes, it it replaces the existing peephole door viewer mm. um, that you originally have you take that out and then you put these together from the inside and outside no no um, you know no drilling um, it really is a DIY it's great for people that want to take it you know if they're renting their rentals mm. um, you know and, and so they don't want to do any you know as well for people that don't want to do any damage yeah. um, to their door um, it's it's a perfect uh, scenario for them and I guess it's, it's probably not really visible from the outside that you've got a camera because it just looks like the usual little 
um, the little lens sort of look, looking through the doorway, right? It's yeah, there, there is a button you can press on it. Oh, there is. There okay. is a small little button below yeah, it, okay. but it does have that lens, yes. Right, it, you know, right. So they can see that, yes, okay, I understand that it's this person. It has a, um, it, uh, a knocking capability, so if someone knocks on the door, yeah, the person will be notified. Right, so it picks up that uh, so it picks mo- up that uh, vibration. Yeah, yeah so which yeah. is fantastic. And then, of course, it will have the ability to, um, um, uh, for the for the homeowner or for the apartment owner, so he or she could uh, just see in front of their door, and rather than for privacy, not see uh, the other uh, the other apartments if they mm. were. Uh, uh, in line with the camera, right, right, okay. From a yeah. privacy issue, yep, yep. Uh, that 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 makes sense. Um, now, I guess you know part of the thing of of dealing with cameras means, uh, you know, some people do get a bit worried around those sorts of things, like who else can you see, and uh, you know, I, I think of our our front door, and you can see a little bit into a bit of you know. Um, shared driveway and uh, you know think think things like that. Um, do you, do you hear many concerns about those sorts of things from uh, from people? We're always listening to our customers, yeah. you know. So we want to make sure, you know, uh, that you know that we we're obliging by what the customers want. That's why you know one of the things was about you know we're going to be rolling out that feature mm. from the door viewer. So we'll be with our, all our other cameras as well. Yeah. Um, you know, of course. Uh, so we take uh, you know take the privacy very very serious at mm. uh, at Ring, uh, as you can expect. So yeah, you know we're always we're listening, you know, and making sure that um, you know everything is done correctly, if I may say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I mean you have to be, and we're, we're in a world now where uh, you know there are, there are lots of um, you know hackers and cybersecurity wizards and so on that are always sort of you know looking at looking at those technological aspects too, yeah. right? So, um, and I saw a bit of coverage uh, last week around a, a particular issue which uh, Ring has already already addressed and and dealt with that apparently. Uh, meant that it would technically be possible for someone to sort of you know in, intercept the video that uh, that you might be seeing in the in the um, uh, communications and maybe you know insert some faked video in there and 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 other things. But uh, you know this one by the time it's hit the media, of course, has already been uh, has already been addressed. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess that's that's you know one of, one of those uh, genuine. Realities as um, you know, stuff stuff will be found, and you know, the the main thing that people probably look out for is uh, is how those things get addressed and how they how they get uh, how they get attended to. Do you do you hear much? I guess you're you're uh, probably mostly dealing with the retail side of it yourself, so that's probably not something that's too much on on their radar, is it for you? No, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, certainly you know you look on online and with you know with any product and you'll hear people's you know pet you know, peeves and I, I, uh, and, know, and, yeah. and, and things that they'll they'll raise um, you know about the product. The thing that I saw when when I saw the story was it said you know look you've got to be on version was it three point four seven of the uh, um, uh, of the Ring app to uh, you know to make sure you're okay. The the only bit that sort of jumped out at me was that there didn't seem to be um, 
you know, it wasn't sort of highlighted by ring, so it was more the media that were highlighting there. There, there had there had been an issue, um, and a little bit hard to tell on on the ring side exactly what firmware you've got. So those would be the, the only things that I would raise if you were, uh, you know, passing any feedback back to the the team. But uh, I've I've found that the ring software and product seem to have got more stable and more reliable. You know, over the last. I don't know, few years since uh, since I've been using it, and you know, in the early days, it was it was certainly flakier than what it is is now, and it you know it seems to you know generally run really really well. It's good to hear, Paul. Yeah. Um, now on to on to uh, on to other topics. What else do we have to uh, to chat about today? Um, I guess you know this is something very re- relevant to uh, Kiwis as um, we've got. Uh, well, we've had one one player really for pay uh, sports here in, in Sky TV, and uh, they've been. I think it's fair to say they've you know they've been they've been struggling in in recent years, and you know the world is changing because all of their content was delivered over uh, over satellite, and of course these things can be uh, delivered over the internet uh, now. And uh, they've recently delivered their uh, their, their latest uh, financial results in the last few days, uh, and. They're now no longer sort of the only player because Spark are about to launch uh, their offering into the market, and so we will have um, we'll have someone from um, uh, from Spark Sport. Um, we'll, we'll we'll have uh, that discussion coming up on the on the podcast uh, over the next. We'll have to check the dates. It could be in the next couple of weeks, actually. Um, so that's coming up fairly shortly. So we'll get a little bit of an inside word into into what um, Spark are doing, uh, but they're they're moving into uh, beta uh, their service. So you know this month month people will be able to jump on board. They've actually got quite a you know quite a suite of, of sport. It's not just sort of one or two things that they've uh, uh, they've signed, uh, and yeah, it's going to be a, a considerably uh, I guess more affordable thing for uh, for people to jump on board with uh, compared to Sky. Uh, on the flip side, Sky have got an absolute stack of sports content, so um, it will be, it's going to be an interesting, uh, ne- you know, next few years ahead as we see sort of, you know, the 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 older in- incumbent in uh, Sky, uh, whose uh, CEO is, um, uh, you know, just really you know, stepped stepped down uh, now. So this last uh, financial report was the, the last one for him to be involved in, um, you know, and, and Spark really. Uh, you know, I guess sort of uh, biting at their heels as as the the very uh, um, you know innovative uh, you know tech uh, orient, oriented company. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, and in terms of uh, Sky, it seems as though their uh, their their numbers have uh, have continued to uh, to fall. So. Um, yeah, pro- probably not the sort of business too many people will be wanting to jump on board and uh, and buy shares of right now. I wouldn't think so. Um, yes, very uh, very interesting uh, year ahead on that sports front, and and of course um, the the um, the thing that. Uh, Spark have as the Rugby World Cup uh, rights this year, and so everybody will be uh, uh, 
uh, I'll be watching to make sure they, they get that right and hence why they're kind of uh, uh, getting out and launching their service now so they've got plenty of time for uh, for everyone to uh, you know, kick the tyres and get used to their service and uh, uh, I, you know, I, I imagine they're, they're hoping that they will be able to uh, you know, get a good number of, of, of customers on board uh, fairly quickly. Um, I'm not quite sure what what they have planned in terms of techniques to sort of build up that uh, that that customer base. But if we look at their uh, their streaming offering, which uh, you know, I guess in Australia you've got Stan is kind of the that is that the biggest competitor to Netflix in Australia? Is it uh, Foxtel Stan? Yeah, you know, there's another there's a sport one just coming up. Oh, okay. The, uh, what's the name of it? It's very you know it's like fifty sports. Wow. It's, uh, uh, boy, I can't remember the name of that one. It's um, Kyo Sports? Yes, that's it, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So that one is starting to make some noise. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. It's just all sport. Right, Very right. good, you know. Yep. You can split yep. the television, watch four, I think, four sports at the same time. If I, you know, remember someone was telling me, but yeah, that one. So that will be interesting when that right. comes. Right, and is that that's come from Foxtel, I think. Though, come, I think, I think it? it's come. So, yeah, it's a spun off. So it would Foxtel. be, a, yeah, it'd be. A, I guess in some ways it would be a, yeah, um, a, a little bit like uh, Sky here yeah. la- launching a sort of a, a, a new startup because I, you know, I think it sort of competes with their their traditional uh, offerings, and uh, certainly that was, you know, a dis- discussion I had with. Um, you know, someone around what would be appropriate for uh, for Sky to be doing here in New Zealand, and it's that sort of you know disrupt thyself approach of yeah. uh, you know having having a new entity that um, you know can really uh, uh, really go out there and, and disrupt the, the the existing business, but thereby ensuring they have a good uh, uh, you know long long term customer base. So. Um, I, I imagine that there's a, there's a lot going on at Sky at the moment, um, as as Spark, you know, do, will be doing their darndest to uh, to eat their lunch on Sport, which is where, yeah, really where Sky has um, uh, or why Sky's had such a uh, strong foothold in, in TV because they have, they've had the rights to uh, uh, to re- to really you know just about everything from a, a sport perspective. So um, yeah, so we'll look forward to that one uh, c- coming uh, coming up on a on an episode uh, soon. And I think that sort of brings us to uh, to an end of uh, of the agenda for this week. So um, was there anything else, Mark, on a on a on a um, a ring front we should be aware of. You've got your uh, alarm product in uh, in the US uh, market, which uh, you know. I guess when we look at it here in in New Zealand, in terms of you know anyone that's doing anything, um, you know, somewhat similar. The you know the closest thing I could think of would be more pork, which which you know Spark of uh, uh, are doing through their uh, you know their, their ventures um, digital ventures side. Um, but it, but it, you know, in many ways, is a very different uh, product too. Um, we expect we'll probably see that come into the into the market at at, at some stage. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, where you know, ring alarm is something we definitely want to you know bring out. You know, it's part of the um, the ecosystem for inside the house. You know, DIY, uh, you know, a DIY system can be easily installed in a matter of you know ten ten minutes. You know, with um, motion sensor uh, for for windows and doors, and um, 
um, and around the house. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it is a game changer in that whole home security space. Um, you know, it has back to base uh, monitoring as well as self monitoring. You know, yeah, it's it that that will be an exciting time. It's definitely something that we want to bring out here. We want to partner with someone that um, that or partner with you know. A, a, couple of organizations so mm. we can really bring it out to to the market you know uh in a capacity that uh uh you know that uh, so you know we want to ensure that people can be safe in their houses you know alarms have been all around the traditional alarm systems mm. you know so so we think ring can be a real game changer in that space um so yeah we're excited um and definitely uh, stay tuned for when that will come out we'll also have um <clears throat> this year we're going to the ring smart lighting right so, yeah so we got into that space which this was a separate brand that ring acquired wasn't it yeah yeah a while back we acquired a, a brand um and you know we we took that brand and we you know developed our uh, our own unique um product from this you know with, you know that has some smarts in it so allowing you know it, it will be um lights and sensors that so will be, a lot of those ones look like they were sort of outdoor garden yeah, lights and so on right exactly but yeah. the you know the traditional ones well you know most you'll see are, are more like solar panels so these mm. are battery operated uh lights and sensors that actually work with your existing uh, ring devices. Okay. Yep. So if you could imagine someone is like 500 feet away from the house and one's past, walks past one of these sensors, uh, they could either turn the lights on and as well send a, uh, let you know which uh, uh, camera uh, is going on so you can see and speak to that person at, you know, at a lot further away than when they come towards the house. So again, um, you know, focusing on our mission. So really ensure that these people you know, can stay away or you just want to be no- notified yeah. something yeah, uh, right. is happening a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the U.S., you've you've got this Ring Neighbourhood um, mm-hmm. offering. Yeah, the Neighbourhood, yep. Is that, uh, is that something that sort of will be rolling out, you know, ultimately rolling out internationally? And, yeah. And, and how does that work? Because it's sort of a way that ties you into, you know, what's going on around, around your actual uh Neighborhood, right? Yeah, it's I, I don't like an, on, it's an it online. It's an online neighborhood uh, application. We thought, you know, we wanted to provide, um, you know, we first wanted to provide uh, the ring neighbors uh, the ability of sharing uh, information with other ring neighbors to ensure that you know keeping the the neighborhood a safe place. You know, right. so it is like an online neighborhood watch where you know you. Uh, you, you decide um, what you want to share anonymously with someone else in a three-kilometer radius, right? And that person can uh, say, "Okay, great, thank you very much," and I'm aware, and you know, ensuring that the community knows about these things, and at the same time, we can inform them if there's something going on um, through the community that you know these people would like to get alerted. Um, whether we work with other uh, community. Um, uh, members and you know providing them you know the ability of showing that information so um, so we are going to be rolling that out you know uh, uh, around and you know to, uh, around the world mm. um, you know for not just ring people but also as well you know anyone will be able to download the app free right so anyone that wants to share this information 
um, um, with you know other non-ring devices or ring devices in their community, they um, are more than happy. You know, we've seen you know in the US, we've seen um, crime reduced by fifty percent in certain you know areas of the US because of bringing you know uh, not just the ring devices, but bringing the community a lot closer together. And that's what Ring Neighborhood App does. Right. Seemed, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure what the benefit is you get of sort of necessarily sort of sharing footage and, you know, how you put constraints around that from a privacy perspective and so on. But, yeah, it would seem to me that, you know, future phases, if you've got, uh, uh, you know, smart devices that are, uh, you know, I guess talking, you know, talking back to the cloud yeah. uh, are able to be very uh, restrictive in terms of what gets shared, but also they can look out for, I don't know, you know, door-to-door type people of which, you know, some might be your, your, your local member of parliament. Uh, you know, I've had that, but, you know, sometimes they they might be uh, more untoward characters who you, who you don't want and uh you know with that sort of stuff coming together uh could could be you know i would imagine uh you know incredibly helpful at that you know at some point in time um I, I guess whenever you come up with any new uh technology the um you know, criminals probably look at ways to get around it but uh yeah uh, yeah, with our sharing of our neighbourhood, we're making sure that we comply with the, you know, we have in, in terms of our terms and conditions to mm. ensure that, you know, the safety of the community. So we're making sure you, you're right and you've got to be careful in this mm. in this space and you're doing it right. Yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, I think we, there was, um, you know, some, uh, there was January with some footage and, yeah, there was a concern that Ring had got hacked and a whole lot of footage would, had got out there. But it was, you know, community footage, I think, that, that people had... Uh, you know, had actually shared. So I think the reporting on that maybe, uh, you know, jumped jump to some conclusions. But, yeah, I think people still will be cautious around, uh, um, you know, what what of their, uh, you know, their, their footage might might get uh, might get captured. Um, yeah, depending on, you know, which, which cameras and where it points. If you spend a lot of time standing outside your front door having private conversations, you probably wouldn't want to be sharing that information, I imagine. Uh, knowing that it might end up in the public domain, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm very curious to see where it, where it will evolve, and uh, you know, I guess the the aspect of uh, Amazon's involvement now and uh, and their abilities from that uh, perspective of AI and and you know the whole AWS cloud, um, you know, would seem to suggest to me that over over time that uh, you know Ring will continue to kind of you know springboard and uh, you know do smarter and smarter stuff. So I'll, I'll look forward to our next discussion and uh, what, watching where the product goes. I will too. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks very much, uh, Mark, for joining joining the show. Now, if people uh, you know want to get in touch or um, you know what what have you, maybe there's uh, somebody uh, listening from a telco who's thinking, oh, we should be, uh, we really should be on this uh, uh, this Ring Alarm product, or uh, you know, any any other vendors. What's the best way to to reach out to Ring from a business perspective? Oh well, if I give them my email, you know, would that be a, you know marketring.com? I'm more than happy to take their uh, email. Excellent. Know, happy, uh, yeah. Be very interested to uh, have a further chat. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, thanks everyone for uh, for listening in. And you can support the show going to nztechpodcast.com uh, slash support. Uh, you can uh, jump on our new uh, Patreon page that we've just uh, just launched. 
and um, if you want to get in touch, you feel free to uh, hit me up via uh, uh, via Twitter or LinkedIn or any of those uh, social channels, or you can email me, paul.spain at gorillahq.com. All right, thanks, everyone. Catch you next week. Thank you. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.